Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome to Concierge Confidential. This is Brian Ortega, your host, and we're going to be moving on to a new topic today. So our topic is actually something that people like to do quite frequently that I haven't done in a very long time here in Las Vegas, and that is walking the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, A lot of people really enjoy coming to Las Vegas and actually just walking Las Vegas Boulevard and people watching and just taking in all the different sites that you see on Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, But honestly, I haven't done that in maybe the past six or seven years. Um, Just a little background, I used to be a tour guide on the Las Vegas Strip. So I used to be on uh, Big Bus Tours. So I used to be on the Strip, you know, four days a week for 10 hours, driving up and down, seeing a lot of changes. And the thing is, is that I've probably seen every site that there is to see on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, So I usually don't find the need to uh, to walk it, but I do know that it's a cheap, fun thing to do here in town. We just get a drink, get your friends, maybe if you're by yourself, just listen to some music, and just walk down the Las Vegas Strip. So um, I thought this would be a fun little, uh, little pod um, explaining some of the best routes to take if you're going to be walking the Las Vegas Strip, and maybe some little tips that you should know about when you actually uh, start doing your walk. So um, a couple a couple fast facts that I wanted to uh, lay out for you. Uh, the Las Vegas Strip is about four and a half miles, and that's measuring from the Mandalay Bay, which is at the south end of the Strip, over to the Stratosphere, which is the northernmost end of the Strip. Um, for those of you that are listening from overseas, uh, that's 6.2 kilometers if you're using kilos. So um, I thought I'd do the... Uh, conversion for you. So I don't know actually how to do conversion. I just uh, memorized that one from my good old fashioned uh, tour guiding days. So um, that's just a quick fact about how long it actually is. Also, for those of you really bad with directions, Las Vegas runs north and south. And if you're ever wondering where is where, um, south is typically when you look at the Mandalay Bay, the big gold building at the south end of the strip or the big gold building Looking south, um, obviously, that is south, and then the stratosphere will always be pointing north. So those are the best ways to figure out which way is north, which way is south. Um, also, for those of you really bad with directions, if you couldn't figure it out at that point, the west side of the strip is going to be towards the I-15, and the east side of the strip is not towards the I-15. So basically, the freeway is the west side of Las Vegas Boulevard, which these directions do kind of come in to play here in this particular pod just because I'll be telling you which side of the strip to walk on, which uh, don't sleep on walking on the correct side of the strip because it's going to really save you sort of going forward. So, all right, so moving moving on. So I really did want to give you a couple explanations of uh, walking Las Vegas Boulevard. So for those of you that really know the city of Las Vegas and our temperament, obviously, um, it can get quite hot here. So typically, most of the year, starting after March, usually like April or May, going all the way until I would say maybe October, so the early parts of October, 
Uh, it can get quite hot here. It gets into the 100-degree temperatures. Um, also, for those of you overseas, that's uh, you know about 30, 35 Celsius or more. Uh, technically, it's like 28 and a half Celsius or more, but you know I'm just being a nerd. But anyways, so it can be really hot. So typically, if you're going to be walking the strip when it is hot outside, I'd always recommend doing it earlier in the morning. So typically... Usually before, I would say like nine o'clock, which obviously not a lot of people are going to be walking around at nine o'clock because I know it can be, you know, it's quite early. You're on vacation. Uh, or I would recommend walking in the middle of the day, but for very short instances, not doing everything without making a stop anywhere in particular. Um, I, ha I would actually recommend not walking the strip in the middle of the day, especially like in July, just because it's way too hot outside to be walking around. And if you are, just make sure you're taking enough water, which some people don't because you're going to be drinking. So um, I would not walk, recommend walking the strip to a, soup, uh, to a long extent during the summer months. But when we get into the nicer months, starting in mostly like October, going into, I would say, March, those are you know still great times to walk the strip, maybe even a little chilly in the winter months. But that's not a good. That's actually a pretty good time to actually walk Las Vegas Boulevard. So, um, I will be giving you my preferred route of the Las Vegas Strip on this particular pod as well. Uh, but I do want to actually run through some of the transportation ways to get up and down Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, but actually, before I get into that, um, I also wanted to do this in the fast fact portion of. Uh, the Las Vegas Strip walking tour um, is no, you cannot walk to Fremont Street from any point of the Las Vegas Strip. Whether you're at the Stratosphere, Bellagio, there is no place that is a short or walkable walk to Fremont Street. So there's actually uh, quite a bit of distance. It's about it's about five miles, a little bit less than five miles between the Stratosphere Hotel and Fremont Street, but it is not anything that you need to see. Um, a lot of those things are sort of sprinkled in, like Main Street, which has lots of really cool bars, and they also have a lot of cool art installations for those of you that are into art. Uh, they have the Arts District, which is a really cool spot, but again, unless you're here during the first Friday event, uh, there's nothing for you to see in that particular space. They do also have wedding chapels, which are really great, you know, by themselves. Uh, but you don't need to actually walk up and down that portion of uh, Las Vegas Boulevard. So really the space in between the Stratosphere and, and Fremont is not a nice walkable area, especially if you're a tourist and are not familiar with this space. So uh, no, you cannot walk from Fremont. And whoever says that you can walk from Fremont, um, one, has never done it or has done it because this is another one, they were super cheap and didn't just want to get a taxi or an Uber. Um, or you can just do this other way. You can take the bus if you want. So if you're really a person who's cognizant of how much you spend, um, taking the city bus is probably the best way to get up and down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard to Fremont Street if you're looking to save money. Um, I would recommend just Uber or taxi, but if you're trying to save money, then for sure, go ahead, take the bus. Not a bad deal. So... Um, that was just really something I really wanted to sort of reiterate is no, you cannot walk to Fremont Street. So um, this is, you know, kind of leading into sort of a good segue into some of the transportation that you can get on the Las Vegas Strip. Um, so these just know that these modes of transportation are not meant to be uh, scenic. They're not to meant they're meant to be like the monorail at Disneyland or, you know, Disney World. Um, they're to get you to and from these places. So a thing that most people don't understand is that the monorail and the trams run behind the hotels for obvious reasons. So 
Uh, the one that everybody kind of knows about is the monorail, which runs from the MGM Grand at the south end of the Strip all the way up to the Sahara Hotel, which is on Sahara Road, coincidentally, on the north end of the Strip. So that's going to be right next to the Stratosphere Hotel. So if you're going to ride the, um, the monorail, just know that you do have to pay to actually ride the monorail. So I did pull up some of the pricing. So it's uh, for one ride is $5. For a one-day pass will be $15. Two-day pass is $26. Uh, Three-day pass is 32 and so on and so forth. And you can get up to a seven-day week pass if you want to. So um, typically, um, it's really good way to get up and down Las Vegas Boulevard on the east side of the Strip. So that's places like MGM Grand, the Paris, all, all the way up the north end. So um, just so you know what the stops are, just because since I'm sort of listing things now, uh, MGM Grand is the southernmost point. And then you're, the next point from that is going to be the Horseshoe and the Paris, which was formerly the Bally's Hotel. So Horseshoe is now Bally's. Just kidding. Swap that. Reverse it. Willy Wonka. <laughs> um, the Horseshoe um, is where the Bally's used to be. And then the Paris, they share the station. And they do connect on the inside. So the reason that they say they are both is because if you walk inside of the Horseshoe, there is a walkway on the inside of the hotel that will connect you to the Paris Hotel. So just keeps you from walking outside, especially in the really hot summer months. Uh, then you have the Flamingo Stop. So the Flamingo Stop is actually just on the other side of Flamingo, obviously. So it's a short ride from the Horseshoe Stop over to the Flamingo Stop. Just know if you're looking at a map of the monorail, it'll always say Flamingo and Caesar's Palace. Just know that is the longest walk you can make is from that side of the Flamingo through the hotel, across a walkway where you have to actually walk on the street or you have to find the 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 bridge that connects from the, I'm forgetting it right now, the Cromwell over to Caesars Palace. So if you're somebody who, let's just say, has a concert at Caesars Palace and you're staying at MGM Grand, this is speaking from experience as somebody who used to work at the MGM Grand and telling them, yeah, you can take the MGM Grand, you know, the monorail over to Flamingo and then walk over, just know that if you are walking in heels, that is a very long walk if you're going from the Flamingo over to Caesars Palace Coliseum to see your show. So if you want to be you know, a sport about this, for those of you doing any uh, big activities, I would recommend you take a taxi or an Uber to Caesars Palace directly um, because, one, it's actually a really hard hotel to get in and out of just on, on its own. Uh, but also just walking around that property, it's a very long walk. So if you're not accustomed to heels and you're not used to it um, and think the monorail might be a good choice, I would actually recommend doing a taxi or an Uber. So um, there's the thing, it's, you know, it's about being affordable, I understand, but sometimes you just have to, sometimes convenience is worth the extra, you know, couple of bucks. So on your way back, just down your way back, take the monorail if you want. So, um, so after that, so after the Flamingo stop, you then you have the Harris and Link stop, pretty self-explanatory there. Then you go to the Las Vegas Convention Center, the Westgate, and then the Sahara. Honestly, unless you're going to a convention, you're not going to be getting off at the Convention Center stop because there's nothing back there. The Westgate, unless you really want to see an awesome statue of Elvis, there's nothing inside the Westgate unless you're going to a show there um, to see. And then obviously you have the Sahara at the north end of the Strip, which the Sahara actually has one of the best steakhouses in Las Vegas, which is uh, Bazar Meat or Brazer, uh, it's not Brazer, uh, Bazar Meats by Jose Andres, uh, which many have put on their top five best steakhouse list uh, in Las Vegas. It's always showing up. So if you're ending up at the Sahara, that's your stop. So 
Obviously, it doesn't make a stop at every hotel. Um, a really popular one that people always used to ask me is, how do I get to the Venetian from here? Which the Venetian doesn't have any stops, not yet. Um, but the closest stop for you would be the Harrah's and Lynx stop. So uh, you have to get off at the Harrah's, you walk through. Um, it's a little bit of a walk still, but that'll get you your closest stop to the uh, Venetian and Palazzo. They're kind of in the no man's land. Same thing with the Wynn and the Encore. They don't really have any stops anywhere near their properties. So just keep that in mind. Um, also, yeah, just I would go with what I'm saying unless you're looking at the map of the monorail because the map of the monorail makes everything look like it's very close and it is not. Um, which brings to my, my next point is that nothing on the strip is actually very close to each other. So just keep that in mind when you're coming to Las Vegas is that people say this all the time. This is a huge thing that tour guides like to say. It's like, oh, we build the windows bigger so the hotel looks closer and not as, you know, mystifyingly far. And yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's, that's, that's a real thing. But, you know, don't take it, you know, too, too serious. So um, just wanted to make that little note. But um, cool thing is there are some free trams that I highly recommend, which I actually ride these quite often to get in between some of my favorite hotels. So the other major tram um, is going to be over at the Park MGM. Um, I'm going to start on the south end. So the Park MGM and the Aria stop, uh, that's the southernmost point for this particular tram. And it will take you through the city center, which includes the Aria Hotel, of course. It'll make a stop at the Crystal Shopping Mall, which is the high-end shopping mall that also includes a couple restaurants like, like uh, Toco Madre. It also includes a place called, um, I'm forgetting it um, on top of my tip of my tongue of the lips um it's over at the ocean club which is going to be uh sort of in a nest in the middle of the crystal shopping center which again is a good stop if you're trying to get anywhere in particular in that area but other than those particular spots like shopping or the aria don't recommend stopping off there um but then you get over to the bellagio stop which i think is really where you get your most bang for your buck and that is also the last stop for the tram so the tram really goes only in between those particular hotels you're going to notice that it does skip the Cosmopolitan, but this is actually a cool tram because you actually get really good views of the city center, including the Aria, the Vidara, the Veer Towers, the Cosmopolitan, of course. But this is a really great tram because it runs pretty much really late at night, usually up until maybe three o'clock, especially on the weekends. If you're on the weekdays, just be careful that sometimes they do stop running it at about uh, midnight. So keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, that's the MGM Grand, sorry, I call it the MGM, but it's the uh, city center tram is what it's called, but I call it the MGM tram because it makes sure it stops at all the MGM properties. Now let's get into my walking guide to the Las Vegas Strip. So um, I'm going to be giving you my best route in particular, because whenever I used to do this, we used to park at the New York, New York, and then walk north. I'm all about, you know, just cutting down the stopping time. But obviously, when you're traveling and you're on vacation, you can stop as much as you want. So uh, we'll start from the New York, New York. Number one tip to walking on the Las Vegas Strip. It is coming up now. This is the number one spot. When you're walking on the Las Vegas Strip, make sure you almost always walk on the west side of the Strip. So this is the side that has the Aria, the Bellagio, Caesars Palace, so Yep, Caesar's Palace, uh, Cosmopolitan. That is the west side of the Strip. Why do you walk on the west side of the Strip? So you're going to notice that on the west side of the Strip, most of the hotels are new. And with that, that means that they were built to accommodate very large crowds. So that gives you much bigger spaces to walk when you're walking on the Las Vegas Strip, which makes a big deal, especially if you're trying to be uh, as efficient as possible or you have a big group. 
Um, this is just the safer side as well because there's new barriers that have been built. Pretty much all the strip is somewhat safe to walk on, um, but that side is actually built with just major barriers in place just in case, you know, there's an accident or something like that or you're really drunk and you start not walking straight. The west side of the strip is definitely the superior side to walk. It's where all the newer hotels are as well. So I always recommend the west side of the strip. So um, it also has the newer bridges, which is actually makes it more convenient to walk as well. So that's why I recommend the west side of the strip. So um, when you're walking on the west side, you're going to start from the New York, New York. The only sort of uh, there's like two major crosswalks you have to cross. And one of them is going to be from New York, New York over to the Park MGM. And when you cross over to Park MGM, uh, that's a good place to get a snack if you want over at Italy, which Italy is steps away from this walkway. So you can walk in, get a gelato, you can get, you know, a pizza, whatever you want. I know pizza, walking with pizzas isn't a huge thing, um, especially these big giant sort of uh, Tuscan style pizzas. But um, you can go inside, grab some grab some snacks, whatever over at Italy, and then continue your walk up the strip. So as you start walking, you're going to be getting to the area that's like the city center. And then from there, you can either keep going straight and you're going to go into the Aria Hotel, essentially, if you keep going straight. Um, or you go up the escalators, which most of the time people go up the escalators and then across the bridge where you see a great picture of the Aria if you wanted to take one. So that'll be crossing the Aria over to the Crystal Shopping Mall. So this is where the first tip comes in to effect. When you cross over the bridge to Crystal's, which is the big high-end shopping mall, you're going to see escalators and stairs that go down, which you can go in front of the Crystal Shopping Mall, but you don't want to do that. You want to actually go through the Crystal Shopping Mall because it means you have to go down less stairs, especially when they have those escalators not working. This is definitely a godsend because when you get through to the other side of Crystal's, you're going to have to go up on a bridge again anyways. So you instead of having to go down, walk, back up, and then over, you actually just go straight through the Crystal Shopping Mall. Anybody can walk through. It's not like Rodeo Drive with Pretty Woman where you can't walk into a place. Go straight through the Crystal Shopping Mall. Take in the fresh scents that they have inside of Crystal's. Because I remember when Crystal's first opened, that was sort of the big thing as he would walk in. He just were hit with this amazing scent inside of the Crystal Shopping Mall where they have Tiffany's, they have uh, Balenciaga. Also really, really ghetto. I don't like the clothes from Balenciaga. Uh, but also uh, when you walk through it, you're also going to see uh, Tiffany's, of course, because I just mentioned it. They have a John Varvatos on the inside. They have an Yves Saint Laurent because I wanted to sound fancy. And they have the largest Louis Vuitton store in the United States, which means they have the largest Louis Vuitton store on the Western Hemisphere. There's two floors inside of the Louis Vuitton store. Did I walk inside? No, of course I didn't. But it is a very important thing to note if you're walking through. Um, also inside the Crystal Shopping uh, Mall, they do have the Diana exhibit for those of you that are uh, fans or interested in Princess Diana. If you want to walk through it, it's actually quite extensive on the inside. So um, just a little little tidbit that I dropped about uh, the Diane. I, do, I did with my mom. That was fun. And then we kept going with our life. So um, yeah, so that was over at the Crystal Shopping Mall. But again, you want to walk through the Crystal Shopping Mall because that's going to get you to the bridge that crosses you over to the Cosmopolitan, which the Cosmopolitan, uh, brand new hotel, well, brand new hotel. It's been open 11 years. How is it brand new? But anyway, so you're going to get over to the Crystal Shopping Mall. So at this point, you can either cross over to the Planet Hollywood, which you can go inside of if you want. I do not recommend right now because they have a lot of construction in front of the Planet Hollywood. 
And I wouldn't do it anyways. So I'm going to explain why coming up next. So when you walk over, you can go down the stairs or down the elevator, which gets you to the cosmopolitan on the ground floor. Or you will go directly inside of the cosmopolitan, which I would recommend you go inside of the cosmopolitan and you get this fantastic sort of view of the chandelier bar, which is absolutely fantastic. Great for photo ops. So everyone loves to stop, take a picture in front of the uh, chandelier, which is probably one of the most like most one of the top 10 most photographed bars here in Las Vegas. So definitely walk through Cosmopolitan. And then when you're ready, you can go down the escalator, which will get you over to the main casino floor, which then you can continue your walk outside where you cross a very small walkway that will get you sort of in front of the entrance of the Bellagio Hotel, at least the front of where the escalators go up. And then from there, you're going to have to cross one of the major walkways that doesn't have a bridge yet. And to me, is the most dangerous walkway in Las Vegas is where you have to cross from sort of the limbo area of the Bellagio over to the main uh, front area of in front of the lake of the Bellagio. So I would just obviously wait for the lights. They'll tell you when to walk. Just be careful because taxis do like to run right through that stop. So just make sure you're walking, you know, cautiously in front of this part of the strip. So um, also little, little tip, another tip for you to get into this hotel. So if you're walking in this area and you want to go inside the Bellagio, I recommend when you're on this sort of little, uh, sort of limbo Island area. So it's actually where the um, bus stop is you're going to see there's escalators that are going up on your left-hand side and sort of underneath the big giant Bellagio sign. Go up those escalators if you're going to go to the Bellagio. So you go up the escalators. They're usually working most of the time. And it has this fantastic sort of long walkway bridge that gives you an elevated view of the Las Vegas Strip. And if you're somebody who really loves pictures, this is a fantastic spot to get a great picture elevated of the Las Vegas Strip, the Paris Hotel, including the Eiffel Tower, and even the lake as well if it's going off. So uh, I highly recommend doing this if you're going to be going into the Bellagio at all or if you just want photos. This sort of walkway gives you the best view of the Las Vegas Strip in the center area. So Highly recommend it. It's usually very chill. It's very wide. They actually used to have a people mover there that they took out. And now it's really sort of a hidden gem or a hidden spot for great photo shoots on the Las Vegas Strip. So highly recommend it if you're going to be going into the Bellagio to go up to this elevated area into, into this space. Um, so once you get up there, it'll give you sort of a straight shot into the Bellagio Hotel because it'll sort of wrap you around. It's only one way in well, two ways in. And then when you get to the other end, there's the escalator going down, which will get you in front of the Bellagio Hotel. The reason I mention this is because if you wait to cross over uh, back to the street, if you will, you have to actually walk through a very narrow, like single person walkway along the Bellagio Fountain, which is cool, especially if you're going to be watching the fountains. But if you're like with, let's just say uh, a stroller or something, it's very, very tight. So try to not walk directly in front of that area because it's a little bit uncomfortable. So I would walk up, you cross over, and it gives you, drops you off right in front of the main entrance of the Bellagio, where if you have a keen eye, you might have seen in the movie Ocean's Eleven when Terry Benedict arrives for his opening appearance. So um, that's what I recommend. And then from there, you can go inside the Bellagio, do the whole thing. And then if you make your way to their shopping mall, that's how you actually get over to like Caesar's Palace, Horseshoe, whatever you want from there. So 
Anyways, back to street level. So we're back to the street now. So as we go back to the street and cross over, and now we are in front of the Bellagio, we are now in front of probably the most popular space here in Las Vegas. And that is really, to me, the center of the strip. And that is the Bellagio Fountain. So a couple little things you should know about the Bellagio Fountains, because this is probably one of the most popular questions to ask, is what time do they start? So the Bellagio Fountains start on the weekdays, Monday through Thursday. Uh, they will be running from 3 o'clock in the evening, so 3 p.m., until midnight. And that's every 30 minutes. So it goes from 3 o'clock to 3.30 to 4 o'clock, 4.30, so on and so forth. But just know, once you get to 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and sometimes in the winter it's actually a little bit earlier, but at 8 o'clock when the sun is completely down, it continues to go every half hour, but it also goes every 15 minutes. So it's going to start at 8, 8.15, 8 8.30, 9 o'clock, and so on and so forth until midnight, which is their last show of the night will be at midnight. For the longest time, the last show of the night always used to be the Star Spangled Banner which is kind of funny because that's actually what they always used to play when the uh, TVs were ready to go off in the evening. Uh, usually around like after the evening news and then it would just be like the Indian guy or just color bars. Yeah, look at us. Just like the old times. Anyways, moving on. So uh, yeah, if you want to check out the Bellagio Fountains, it'll be running every 30 minutes starting from 3 until 8 and then every 15 minutes from 8 until midnight. But on the weekends and holidays, just keep this in mind. So let's just say starting on um, Fridays, they will start running the Bellagio Fountain show at noon instead. So it'll be running from noon until midnight as well. And that is typically every, um, every 30 minutes, of course. And then at, in the evening time, it runs every... 15 minutes, of course. Also on Sundays, on Sundays, special note, it'll run every 15 minutes starting at 12 as well. So the reason for this is because a lot of people leave on Sundays and they want to make sure they catch all those people before they're on their way to the airport. So um, that is my extensive uh, ex explanation of the Bellagio. Uh, but from there, then you would walk over to the Caesars Palace space, which there is uh, an escalator that takes you up to the bridge that crosses over to Caesars, or you can take the bridge that crosses over to the Horseshoe. Honestly, if you were a person who was walking the Bellagio Strip, uh, sorry, the Las Vegas Strip, I would typically stop at Caesars Palace. Once you get to Caesars, that's usually my stopping point uh, because you're actually going to find that's actually a lot of walking. So I usually recommend Bellagio should be the point where you're like, do you want to really keep walking and start your walk back, or do you want to continue walking you know, up and up and down the strip. So I usually recommend Bellagio as the cutoff point. Caesars may be the farthest end of the cutoff point. Uh, but if you walk anywhere further than that, it is a very long walk. So it's also not very, uh, it's not very easy at that point because at that point of the strip, a lot of those hotels have been here since the sixties or the seventies and they're not very easy to walk. So I, I recommend that's kind of as far as you'd want to go. But if you're on the North end of the strip, essentially, once you get to the north end of the strip, we're talking like the Mirage, Venetian, Palazzo, the Strat sorry, not the Stratosphere, um, the Wynn, the Encore. Those hotels are all pretty new, so you're able to sort of navigate those as well. Uh, but once you get over, I would actually, if you pass Caesar's Palace, if you get over to, uh, let's just say, the Mirage, from the Mirage is actually a very short walkway that you can go from across this Las Vegas Strip because it kind of pinches, um, and you can go from the Mirage over to Harris, or you can go a, just sort of all the way past the Mirage, and then they have a bridge that will cross you over from 
sort of the in-between area of the Mirage over to the Venetian, which the Venetian in front of the hotel, really, really fantastic. So we're going to be kind of ending up, ending the sort of pod here, the walking tour, if you will, uh, just because this is sort of worth it, is when you get in front of the Venetian. In front of the Venetian, they have the gondolas on the outside that, you know, go around, they sing to you, uh, has a sort of a replica of St. Mark's Square over in uh, Italy, of course. And also in front, if you stand sort of on the other opposite side of the big fountain that they have, it's where they have a big people mover that moves you into the big, tall obelisk kind of looking thing. Um, There is, if you look down, there's actually a sort of bronze, um, sort of a bronze uh, footplate, if you will, um, or a... uh, carving i don't know how to say it but it's it's sort of in cement and it's there and it's actually in uh, sort of remembrance of all the guys from the rat pack where if you know the famous picture of the guys in front of the sand so you frank dean martin sammy all those guys frank dean sam did i say them all i got them all okay so just so we don't sort of judge me now so we have frank sinatra dean martin Sammy Davis Jr. That's sort of the like known parts of the Rat Pack, but there are two other members. So this is if you ever come up to a uh, like a like a trivia contest and they say who are the f- other two members of the Rat Pack, the famous Rat Pack of you know Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. The other two guys, Joey Bishop and Peter Lawford. Just so you guys know. So there you go. Now you guys have a, a little tidbit. So um, I highly recommend check this out just because if you know the famous picture of them in front of the sand sign, you look down and they are actually has their footprints of where they stood when they took that very famous photo. So just keep that in mind if you walk in front of the Venetian Hotel. So that was my walking tour of the Las Vegas Strip. Um, some of my more important things that you should remember because I don't know where you're starting at, but Always walk on the west side of the strip. That is number one. Try to do it during the months that are not super duper hot. Um, And if you end up walking on the Las Vegas Strip and you do it in the afternoon, just note that 5 to 6 o'clock is the hottest part of the day where the sun is beating down on you. And if you walk on the west side of the strip, that is where the shade is. So my number one thing, walk on the west side of the strip. Uh, but also things that you shouldn't miss are things like the Chandelier Bar over at the Cosmopolitan, which you would catch on your walk. You also get a beautiful view of the Aria when you walk over the bridge from the uh, Aria over to the Crystal Shopping Mall. You're also able to walk and stand in front of Caesar's Palace where Evil Knievel made his famous jump, which now sits the Hell's Kitchen uh, stand, which used to be Serendipity. And of course, the Bellagio Fountains. And if you're standing in front of the Bellagio Fountains, if you walk just a couple seconds back, you get a great view of the Paris Balloon and the Eiffel Tower as well. So that was my quick walking guide to the Las Vegas Strip. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's pod. If you want to follow us for more, you can follow us on Instagram at conciergeconfidential underscore LV, or you can follow us on Twitter at at keys to Vegas. Uh, we'll try to keep posting more stuff. Um, and also, we actually just launched a new podcast if you want to listen to it. It's sort of periodically going to be coming out. Usually when I have a really fun night out, I want to sort of record something rapidly. And that's called Last Night in Vegas with me, Brian Ortega. So hopefully you enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Brian Ortega, and this is Concierge Confidential. Okay.